0: Good morning, welcome to Fox Force 5, Nicola Murphy,
1: it's <laughs> Kelly Crichton, how are you? Good morning Kelly, we're not used to this uh, recording in the pitch dark in the very early morning on a yeah. Wednesday.
0: <laughs> I just had one of those days yesterday where I was working until very late doing edits and... Uh, Never got around, unfortunately, to recording, and I had a bit. I have a bit of a head cold, and there was me thinking, "Oh, i will be sounding better by the morning, anyway." But clearly not. <laughs> and I've got two thick oh, so no. I am full of the joys of spring this morning. Oh, no. Honestly, <laughs> to <a> go <laughs> anyway, anyway. I do, I do, I do. But um, oh, it's one of those weird, like dull, dull pains, and you can't really tell what it's from. Oh, you know, oh, oh. Yuck. but um. Anyway, this our little chat will cheer me up this morning, anyway, before I head into work. Mm. <laughs> so, how are you? What's been happening?
1: Good. Did you have a good bank holiday weekend? Uh, yeah, it's so funny because obviously uh, it was kind of a funny bank holiday because we didn't do much on Friday or Saturday. We uh, were waiting on Sunday, me and Mom. It was lovely all together. But um, it was just so mad to see everybody out like in nightclubs and in venues and at gigs oh my god but like that was the first time over here we've had that so like yeah it was all a bit overwhelming (laughs) I wasn't even at them I saw but it was just
0: I saw some of the videos it was going off yeah people were going nuts people Mm -hmm. were
1: going nuts like and I suppose the thing is as well and not to bring down the level like I'm delighted things have opened but like you know for a fact like in the next year in the next week should I say there'll be like 6,000 COVID cases and they'll all be fucking panicking again but um, it's
0: like we closed the school but we'll keep the nightclubs open <laughs> it's
1: just yeah it's mad like it is kind of everywhere here now again I have to say like with lots of stories of people's kids and you're starting to hear a lot more of it but Seeing that, it was great to see people just out and dancing and having the crack. Like if I was in mm. my twenties and single or whatever, wouldn't you have been cracking up the last two years? Nowhere to Jesus. go with your girlfriends and have a dance and all that crack. Like so I was kind of delighted they opened up. So that was a it was an interesting weekend here just to see all of that, I must say. But and the jazz weekend, and it was back in full force and there was
0: jazz bands everywhere and on buses and the tops of double deckers and it was guests. So. Oh, brilliant. I love yeah. the jazz. Yeah. Um, we may be planning to be over for next uh, next October, but um, yeah, no, it was great to see. And all the people that work in the live music industry, like um, musicians and DJs and nightclub owners and bar staff and yeah. all of that, like, you know, it's great that they're be able to get back to work and do what they do and especially the creative people you know that Mm. um, work in these spaces it's been absolutely terrible that they've been deprived of livelihood you know Um, so yeah party on for as long as you can anyway lads Mm. kick the shit out of it for the next few weeks God knows what's going to happen
1: but listen tell me about your uh, trip to your little caravan well it wasn't a little caravan it was a massive caravan
0: (laughs) it's more like the White House of caravans Um, yeah, so we went down to this place called, oh my God, what was it called? Ashington, which is kind of just south of Newcastle. Newcastle? Um, and oh my God, it was stunning. It was like right on top of a cliff uh, and you walk 200 yards and you go down onto the beach and the waves were rolling in and it wasn't actually too cold, which was great. Yeah. But we were able to kind of like wrap up and go for walks on the beach and try not to tried to prevent the kids from drowning themselves in the rock pools and the waves. Um, <laughs> Kemi, Kemi, and, uh, we went with our friends Woody and I, their little fella Kemi and Kemi and <laughs> still started running in the waves in their wellies, which was a <laughs> hilarious experience. Um, but it was fab. And um, we, yeah, there was like a little, it's kind of like, for all the world, it kind of like a down market um, centre parks, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it was great because they'd of stuff on for the kids in that. Yeah. <clears throat> and that. And, yeah, even the restaurant actually was okay. Um, the food was fine in that, but like we were mainly at home because this this caravan in inverted commas, which is like, it's more like a lodge oh, or a static caravan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. yeah, it was it was huge. Um, was fab. So we were quite happy to chill out and there was a couple of major Scrabble tournaments going on. And um, yeah, we just had a laugh. Actually, the grown ups had a laugh, and the kids had a laugh. And it was really nice, and the weather stayed good. And now, the only drawback at the place was things were a bit hectic at points, and not all the clientele were, we'll say, the most desirable of people. <laughs> um, no <mask> wearing
1: people.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, there was a lot of that no masks and stuff like that. So, we, we kind of tended to shy away from any of the very busy activities and whatnot. But other than that, we had a fabulous time. Well, um, very nice. So, yeah, it was good. It was only about two and a half hours down the road, so it wasn't too epic a journey. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I still got to go to England. That's what she was talking <laughs> about for a week. I'm going my holiday to England. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was that. And it was it was like a little busy weekend, but it was lovely. It was really nice. So, yeah, feeling a little bit rested after that, thankfully. But, yeah, work is really busy. And, um, oh, the ongoing saga of the carpets continue in this house because the guy came to do the last carpets yesterday, rolled out the carpet and was all marked and... Damaged and everything. Oh so. my god! You
1: can't get to break. With but the of carpet.
0: course, they'd lifted. They'd lifted all the hall oh. and stairs carpet before they looked at it. So now we have mats and bits of old carpets thrown all over the place, trying to cover the floorboards. And oh my god! I don't know how people build houses or renovate whole houses. I mean, all we've done to this house is like change the floors and a few other bits and bobs, and it's been so stressful. You know. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's where we are. I suppose they're not living in, in them
1: sometimes. But <laughs> I suppose they are. Some people kind of move oh out there when they're doing big jobs and stuff. But how people do. Yeah, it. Yeah, a too.
0: couple of our friends have done stuff over the years and they've been like, never again. Yeah. You know, when you're living in it. But um, that was it. So, yeah, but I'm enjoying the crisp autumnal weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, looking forward to getting some fresh air at some stage today because I haven't been out of the house since I came back. Um, so there you go. Um, right we better bash on will we and stop shooting the breeze so I find my sure. notes were they are no idea where my notes are All Right, um, it's
1: very early for us I so don't think our brains are used to functioning for our podcast at this time of the morning no <laughs> the uh, clocks are changing okay, this first, weekend actually just just uh, oh, as a reminder horror. to everybody <laughs>
0: the horror my children will have me up at whatever it is 5 oh, God. Than six. <laughs> six or 6 6 7 anyway uh, okay f- number one One. So this week, I just wanted to share a nice story with you. It's not going to change your life, but it might put a smile on your face. I got this off the BBC, actually. I thought it was really cute. Uh, So an Edinburgh bookshop owner has been hailed a hero by Hollywood actor Tom Hanks for keeping typewriters alive. Tom Hodges typed a letter to the film star this summer and received a reply from the actor praising his work. The 35-year-old has invited Hanks to visit his shop, Type Wronger, sorry, type wronger books while the National Museum of Scotland's typewriting exhibition is on show. Mr Hodges, Scotland's only typewriter mechanic, said he was overjoyed to receive the letter. He told the BBC Scotland, the reason this is cool for me is not the same as everyone else. He might be a big Hollywood actor, but for me, it's all about his love of typewriters. <laughs> okay. Mr Hodges typed the letter to Hanks about two months ago from his grandfather's old Remington noiseless typewriter explaining all about his life and how he came to be a typewriter mechanic and geek. He also inserted an origami dragon that that he had made. Mr. Hodges said, I told him how I had run away from Edinburgh to live a Boheni- bohemian life in Paris and lived as a tumbleweed at the Shakespeare and Company bookshop.
1: Aww.
0: It's a bookshop in Paris where you can sleep and live there. You could turn up, and if they have space, you can stay. The tradition there is to be kind to strangers, lest they be angels in disguise. I arrived just like a mad parrot in all my colours and floor length coat. I think it was a very good disguise as they let me stay. It has lots of nukes and crannies you can sleep in. They had lots of decrepit typewriters and it was there I taught myself to fix them so I could encourage the other tumbleweeds to write on them. On headed notepaper from the set of the Baz Luhrmann-directed Elvis biopic, oh, wow. Hanks celebrated Mr. Hodges for battling against the giants to sell the best of books and keep typewriters alive. As he hinted, he may pay the capital a visit in the future. Mr. Hodges said he was very curious when the letter arrived at his shop. He would no idea it was from him. I get letters from all over the world and then I saw the letterhead and thought, ooh, interesting. Then inside it, it said, Tom Hodges, you're my hero. And I flipped to the bottom and it said, Tom Hanks. It was a proper typewritten Aww. letter with mistakes, xed out. Typewriter mechanics hate Tip x because it gets in the mechanics, so it was great to see he'd X'd out his mistakes instead. Hank's letter had the insignia of the King's notorious manager, Colonel Tom Parker, set to be portrayed by the actor in the film due for release next year as he wrote the letter from the set. In 2019, in a 2019 interview with the New York Times, Hank said he had collected typewriters since he was a teenager. At one point, he had hundreds of the machines, which he described as brilliant combinations of art and engineering. Um... And Mr. Hodges said, I hope he gets to see the exhibition at one point. It would be lovely to meet him. He seems like a really wonderful man. I would love to talk to him about typewriters. I'm overjoyed with his letter. It's a marvellous thing. Well, that's such a beautiful story. But, Nicola, what about Baz Luhrmann, Elvis biopic? I I hadn't heard about that. That's
1: mad. I hadn't heard about that either. Anything Baz Luhrmann, I will stand behind.
0: (laughs) Fully on board. Yeah. Yeah. Baz Luhrmann films are the absolute best.
1: There yes, 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 actually yes. hasn't been many movies about Elvis, really. Mm, it's true. you know. The it? Beatles
0: one is coming out soon. I can't wait for that on Disney. Well, it's a documentary, isn't it? Um, on Disney. Oh. But um, yeah, yeah, that should be good. But the cute little story, wasn't yeah, it? I just thought I that's it. got so much. I
1: love anything to do with Tom Hanks. I'm there for it. And God forbid something comes out someday that's something maybe not so nice involving <laughs> Tom
0: I know I might have a nervous breakdown. I
1: don't think that's going to happen because he's such a lovely lovely person so fingers crossed
0: yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I think he's one of the good guys as well but um, yeah but but that story, I thought it was so nice. It's so romantic. Yeah. You know, this guy runs off to Paris and, you know, becomes a tumbleweed bohemian, you know, or whatever. Like you can still do that stuff in this day and age, which is nice. That's nice. Um, oh, that was a cute
1: story. I like
0: that. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, OK, so we'll move along. Number two. Two. Cool.
1: Um, so this week, uh, well, firstly, I need to ask you, did you watch the episode Succession in no, episode yet?
0: no I didn't I yeah. just haven't had time and we were away all weekend so I haven't had it so but but I did hear that they're bringing it back for season 4
1: woohoo oh that's good no I haven't watched it either yeah. so that's fine we can both talk about it maybe okay. talk about it esque-ish without spoilers in a few weeks um yep So this week, because it's Halloween week, woohoo! I thought I would go through some spooky things for people to watch at the weekend if they want to. Obviously, not everybody's into horrors, but there's also obviously a few new kind of TV shows and stuff that are just a bit spooky without them. You're doing
0: a job for me because I'd get to like the weekend. I'd be like, we should watch something scary. And then I'd spend three hours trying to find something scary that was acceptable level of scary, like not too scary, but just a bit scary and, you know, scary. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, for, for you and Stuart, like... Yeah, <laughs> not too scary. Okay, um, I'll see what I can do for you. Um, but there. So the first thing is, I don't know. I've just started it. Is Midnight Mass? On Netflix. So yeah, this, is, yeah. this is from the same guys who did um, the Haunting Hill House. Remember, I forced you to watch an episode of mm. <laughs> My House there a mm-hmm.
0: few years ago. Yes, I did.
1: I really enjoyed the Haunting Hill House. I thought it was excellent, and it was really, really scary. And there was—I just scary.
0: remember having our cousin Kara sitting on my lap.
1: <laughs>
0: she was so scared. But there, <laughs> like the
1: thing is, in Haunting Hill House, there was actually some good scares in it, and sometimes mm. you're missing mm-hmm. that in those kind of series. But. Anyway, it's the same guy who did that. A lot of it's the same cast. It's kind of his thing, you know, he recasts them in kind of different series and stuff. But it's getting kind of, well, not mixed reviews. I would say overall good reviews, but it's supposed to be kind of more psychological. So... um yeah if you I've just seen a few clips of it and stuff like that and I started it off but so far so good might talk about it a bit more when I've actually watched the whole thing but if you're interested in getting into something that's a bit more psychological and I don't know how scary it is I don't mean it's very very scary that might be one for you but other than that I thought I'd go through some of the classics uh, that are available to stream on Netflix and as most people have that so the this week I've seen a number of uh, lists of uh, like top horror movies in the last 20 years and all that stuff last year we watched the conjuring and i'm pretty sure we watched the exorcist as well jared never seen it so mm. um the conjuring was probably more scary so that would be the first one i would recommend so the conjuring is uh so you reckon you have you watched any of them there's like four of them. Three of I've them. I've seen The Exorcist, but I haven't seen The Conjuring. Oh no. yeah, so The Conjuring is about this couple who move into the house. It's kind of based on the Amityville Horror. Same kind of vibe to that. Okay. They move move into a house, and next thing, kind of weird stuff starts going on. And um, they call the Warrens, who you might have heard about. They're this very like famous kind of um what are they called? Like they used to kind of debunk like. Hauntings and stuff like that But also kind of try to help people Ghost
0: hunters Yeah, kind
1: yeah. of, yeah, yeah So anyway, the warrens come along They try to help them out And like overall a excellent horror and um, a few very good scares so if you're judging it on kind of level of scares i would give it like four out of five in terms of the amount of scares you'll get throughout the movie nicholas scary yes exactly <laughs> it's not that gruesome which you know some people are like oh i don't want to see something that's really gruesome it's more just like yeah. haunting scary ghosty kind of stuff to be honest okay. any of those they've the second country is also very good. It's based in the UK, in a house in the UK, which is kind of freaky. So it,
0: Can I just <laughs> ask you a question? I remember seeing on Gogglebox one mm. night this this um film and it was like a couple living in the house and the house was haunted and they kept hearing things, they were seeing things move and blah 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 oh, and is that one of them? Yeah,
1: that's insidious I'd say, is
0: it? Oh sorry Yeah,
1: so that's a different one, it's also on okay. my list I will tell you also Oh sorry, that. I'm getting ahead hit of myself <laughs> no, no, yeah, 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 go on, I thought it was a Rose okay. Byrne, Rose Byrne was in it Rose Byrne, Can't the remember. Actress. and the Can't same remember. guy who's actually in The Conjuring, Patrick Wilson who plays one of the Warrens in The Conjuring he is also yeah. in Insidious Insidious, mm. same kind of vibe, like in that, in that Gagabox clip, I'm pretty sure there was like a scene with the baby monitor, mm. was that it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. similar to the Conjuring uh, vibe, not really violent, but like demons and like ghosts and stuff like that, it's actually a good story, those two have very very good stories and both are rated mm-hmm. like some of the top horrors in the last 20 years so um check them out but the thing is about insidious is just kids like involved like the baby and stuff so it's a bit i don't know if you have babies maybe you will watch it but <laughs> it's like the baby's kind of in danger and some people obviously wouldn't watch things like that so just as a heads so yeah. up, maybe don't mm-hmm. watch that but it's not gory it's just like kind of demony kind of things like that so just in case um also on my laser. I don't going to give you a very like brief idea of what goes on in these movies, but most people have probably seen them, but um I couldn't Leave out Jaws Is still one of my Favourite horror movies Of all yeah. time I mean It's kind of different Jaws than horror yeah. Because it's obviously Not yeah. like ghosts And goblins And things like that But I mean You have to Enjoy Jaws And the fear factor And even now When I watch it Although I've seen it Maybe 25 times I still get frights In that piece You know yeah. where he goes Diving at nighttime And they find the boat And stuff And the Ooh, head yeah. comes out Oh god out, yeah. So yeah remember <laughs> we showed Lily Like a year ago For the first time She <laughs> So, um,
0: yeah, Jaws. I did a I did an essay on JAWS as part of my degree yes.
1: <laughs>
0: about the use of language and JAWS, yeah. you know, and how language because, you know, it's it's Happyville or Amityville or whatever, isn't it? And mm-hmm. it's like all the things are like the opposite of what they are, yeah. you know, and it's all about language. But anyway, there you go.
1: I'm the Island. <laughs> Acad- yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but go on. So, Jaws, yeah, what else have we got?
1: I was actually listening to a podcast last week about true crimes and I'll give you a very strange Jaws fact while we're sitting on it, but they actually found a body of a girl like around that same time as they were shooting Jaws. They shot it on Cape Cod. Now Cape Cod is obviously, I think it's like over 100 miles long or whatever, but they found the body of a girl around that time and she's actually in the Jaws movie in the background as like an extra and they've never been able to identify her or find out who killed her or anything like that. It's very interesting. And apparently there's lots of podcasts on it. So if anybody's interested in that side of things, I wanted want to hear a bit more. Um, mm. Yeah, it sounds mad. But they've never been able to do anything. She was so, what podcast were you listening to? Do you remember? Uh, my favourite murder. So <laughs> oh, there you go. But there's actual other podcasts dedicated to it. So if anybody's mm. interested. And then last mm. but not least, um, probably one of the scarier ones I've seen in the last few years is Hereditary, Tony Collette. Have you ever seen this or heard of it? Or anything like oh that? god,
0: anything with Tony Collette will be good, yeah. yeah.
1: So this is oh it's <laughs> it's a lot. I found it quite hard to watch. It's brilliant, it's very, very, very scary. There's a lot of mad Stuff that happens in it with the characters like you don't even see anything and the next thing the character will do something mad and it's kind of horrifying and stuff like that but again it's not really that like violent or anything it's more kind of like psychological so they're sort of possessed is it kind of yeah I don't want to go into too much because I don't want to spoil it for any of this stuff but um, if you're a fan of horrors and you haven't seen it it is one of the best ones I've ever seen it's like really really scary and like the ending is kind of like you have a resolution at the end. Now, I don't know if it's a happy ending, but at least there's a resolution at the end. So, okay, um, yeah, but Tony Gladstone, and she's absolutely brilliant. It's kind of about her kids and finding out kind of what went on in their history, kind of in their family history, and stuff like that. So, um, mm. it is. A Bit spooky in the sense that it is kind of like again magic and stuff like this, but um, very, very good. So, that's my top quick list of horrors in case anybody wants to watch any for
0: this week. I don't know how I'm going to wedge all that into our social well, media posts. Maybe just go for hereditary,
1: <laughs> that's, that's the, the, the top one I would say. So, maybe just go for that yeah, one. Sorry, right.
0: I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll add them in. I'll just say a list of Halloween films for everyone to watch. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I have uh the weekend to look forward to now and scaring my the shit out of myself watching <laughs> a TV, quilt up in front of my eyes or whatever. Um, the only TV thing I wanted to say was we finished that Manhunt thing is very good. If you can get it on, I think it's ITV player maybe. if people it to come to Virgin
1: Media here.
0: Or, or Virgin Media. Yeah, very good, very good. Really enjoyed it. And based in reality, which is kind of shocking. Um, and the other TV news is Happy Valley is coming back for series three. One of the best things that's been on British television in the last 10 years. Absolutely brilliant. Sarah Lancashire is a cop in sort of the Cotswolds area Mm. or something. You know, it's real rural England. And she, her daughter is murdered at the start of the first series. Um, And your man's into prison that does it, but then he gets out. And oh my God but she's just a, you know, hard-nosed cop and um, she's got her own problems with her marriage and her kids and all that. And it's just, oh, she's minding her daughter's son, so her grandson, because uh, his mother died. So anyway, it's just, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, Sprint. So you haven't watched Happy Valley before, watch it and catch up because Series 3 is coming next year. Oh,
1: which is great. I've never watched it. I do like her. She's a very good actress, but I've never watched oh,
0: it. Oh, Happy Valley is outstanding. Outstanding. Um, so there you go. Um, right, moving on. Number three. Three. Okay, so Fox of the Week this week is none other than Princess Lair herself, Carrie Fisher. It would have been her birthday this week had she lived. Oh. She would have been 65. Um, oh my gosh, she was so very yeah. young.
1: I thought she was a bit older
0: than that. I she was very young. No. She was born Carrie Frances Fisher. On the 21st of October, 1956 in Burbank, Los Angeles. Uh, her father was Eddie Fisher and her mother was actress Debbie Reynolds. So Debbie Reynolds would have been in Singing in the Rain and some other massive musicals. She was a singer and dancer. Um, it, and in one it, of Hollywood's... Different. Sorry? She's still alive, Mother, she? Uh, no, no, no. You'll hear about that in a second. Oh. She was still alive when Carrie died. Oh. Um in one of Hollywood's scandals, Fisher left Reynolds when Carrie was just two years old for actress Elizabeth Taylor. So there you go. Carrie was surrounded by yeah. Hollywood shizzle from the moment she was born. At an early age, she showed an interest in books and writing poetry and eventually followed her famous parents into the show business. uh, First appearing on stage at the age of 15 in Irene, a Broadway show starring her mother. In 1975, she made her film debut in Shampoo which starred Warren Beatty and Goldie Hawn. But her big breakthrough came playing Princess Leia in George Lucas' blockbuster Star Wars in 1977. I always have 1981 in my head for Star Wars but that must have been Empire Strikes Back or something you know what
1: happened um, with opp- that remember when we had the 80s party Night dress of the Princess Leia I was actually totally wrong because <laughs> yeah it was not the 70s <laughs> that Leia
0: was from the 70s yeah, yeah. but um, yeah she starred in Star Wars opposite Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford her role as the smart and wisecracking princess made Fisher a pop culture icon and she reprised the role in the films, sequels, The Empire Strikes Back, which was actually 1980 Mm. and Return of the Jedi 1983. In 1980 she appeared in The Blues Brothers with Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, which I did not realise. Around the early to mid 80s, Fisher struggled with alcohol drugs and depression while appearing in a series of largely forgettable films including Under the Rainbow and Hollywood Vice Squad. But as the decade drew to a close Fisher came into her own, both on and off screen. In 1987 she published her first novel, Postcards from the Edge, a successful semi-autobiographical tale of a show business mother and daughter who which satirized real life events such as her drug addiction i've never seen that you know um she later awesome. adapted the novel into a screenplay that was made into a 1990 film starring Meryl Streep and Shirley MacLaine whatever happened to Shirley MacLaine but anyway um so <laughs> sorry <laughs> random thoughts here <laughs> She later landed her own interview show, show shoe, <laughs> called Conversations from the Edge with Carrie Fisher. She was a talented screenwriter and helped revise many Hollywood scripts, including Sister Act, Outbreak, The Wedding Singer, and others. She's also mined her own life experiences to create best, her best selling books, The Best Awful There Is, and Wish, Wishful Drinking and Shockaholic. Fisher also returned to the film franchise that made her famous, appearing in Star Wars Episode 8, The Force Awakens, which broke a range of box office records in the US. Fisher also completed filming the eighth episode of the Star Wars saga before she died. She had one child, daughter Billy Catherine Lord, from her relationship with her agent Brian Lord. And wait for this, she dated and was also briefly married to singer-songwriter Paul Simon oh, wow. in the late 70s and 80s. I never knew that. She was also engaged to Dan Aykroyd for a time, having met him on the set of the Blues Brothers in 1980. And in her 2016 autobiography, The Princess Diarist, Finch Fisher wrote that she and Harrison Ford had had a three-month affair during the filming of Star Wars in
1: 1976. Oh, but sure, the chemistry. Chemistry. Between the two of them. It's so sexy. Shut up. <laughs> I love Ben Harrison Ford Bonnery. anyway, but like, they were amazing. But
0: well, she, she was only 18 or 20. I wonder what age he was.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, I know. But a lot of times, when you look back at that, you're like, "Oh, maybe it shouldn't have happened." But anyway,
0: the age <laughs> gaps, yeah. So she was open about discussing her diagnosis of bipolar disorder and struggles with drug addiction. In 2016, Harvard College presented Fisher with its annual Outstanding Life Achievement Award in Cultural Humanism, highlighting, I think Fox 4S5 should probably get that award uh, <laughs> highlighting that her fortright activism and outspokenness about addiction, mental illness and agnosticism have advanced public discourse on these issues with creativity and empathy. When accepting the honour, Fisher told the audience, I've never been ashamed of my mental illness. It never occurred to me. Many people thank me for talking about it. And mothers can tell their kids when they're upset with their diagnosis that Princess Leia is bipolar too. The outspoken, I know, the outspoken author and actress remained busy with multiple projects until she suffered a massive heart attack while on a flight from London to California on the 23rd of December 2016. Um, Fans around the world sent their support to Fisher on social media using the hashtag May the Force be with her. Four days later, on the 27th of December, she died at the age of 60. A day after her death, her mother died. Reynolds had been making funeral arrangements for Fisher and and with her son Todd Fisher and reportedly suffered a stroke. Fisher was cremated. I know, terrible. Fisher was cremated and her ashes were placed in an urn shaped like a large Prozac pill, (laughs) which was apparently one of her favourite possessions. In June 2017, a coroner's report was released which revealed that Fisher had a mixture of drugs in her system. Her daughter, Billy addressed the findings and her mother's open struggles with addiction. My mom battled drug addiction and mental illness her entire life. She ultimately died of it. She was purposefully open in all of her work about the social stigmas surrounding these diseases. I know my mom. She'd want her death to encourage people to be open about their struggles.
1: Aww. so there you go Aww, that Yeah, that's a really good one I really
0: enjoyed that she yeah. did um, Woman. she did a lot of charity work as well there that I didn't go into in an awful lot of detail but she worked with a lot of mental health charities and she worked with AIDS charities as well in the
1: yeah.
0: 80s and stuff so um Princess Leia, Yeah. Fox of all foxes I for know, some people, yeah. you know.
1: And in the in new it, um even in the new like Star Wars movies, they did it well, you know, because obviously they kind of CGI'd her a bit, like mm. in the mm. Lasher ones. But like every time she came on the screen, you kind of gave a kick of emotions, you know, it was quite emotional, oh, like because she was such a great totally. character and so strong. Totally. And that was kind of not of the time in the late seventies to have such a badass mm. woman on the TV screen, you know. It was mm-hmm. mad. And she mm-hmm. was so mm-hmm. like if ye I know what I'm doing I'm doing it right kind of thing That wasn't the norm mm-hmm. at all in the late 70s so yeah no, no. she was a great character
0: she had her I think she was very human like she had her um, she had her demons um, but she was a very popular person at the same time but she obviously shared that experience you know so um,
1: yeah there you go Facts of the Week Carrie Fisher uh, number four four So this week, I was uh, going to continue with my horror route, but then as I started looking at things and I was getting quite disturbed. So I stopped doing that. (laughs) So then um, I saw this lovely little gent a week ago. Somebody was talking about him and I started um, following him and I was introduced to the joy in my life of the, the well, the train guy. I'll tell you his proper name and all that in a minute. But have you seen anything about this guy? No, the train guy. So it's this lovely little man. Well, he's not even little, but he's this lovely young man who loves trains, Kelly. He loves trains. He puts TikTok videos up and videos on his Instagram and he goes on all these trains and he wears (laughs) a GoPro on his head and he is just a joy. He gets so happy. Now, he's in his 20s, I'd say. And like proper, you know, quite an English accent and all that. Um mm-hmm. he is so happy by trains. This I don't even know how to describe it anymore to you. But like lots mm-hmm. of people have been kind of sharing him lately because like it is just the epitome of good, clean fun to follow this guy yeah. because of how much you
0: need in your newsfeed or your timeline oh or whatever. Oh my gosh,
1: like he'll still be a certain type of train coming into a station and he's sitting there waiting there. And the ecstasy, like he's literally like roaring with the happiness about this certain oh. train pulling into the station. <laughs> so
0: he should come and live in my house. these so are the 25,000. i i'll show you a little a picture
1: of him, but uh, because it's kind of hard when you're not, um, it's a video no, but uh, it won't play the Oh no, cut off his head in that one, but <laughs> that's him there. We'd see him, so this is him, and he's just so oh, happy. It's like Jedward, yeah, a bit like Jennifer and uh but the GoPro thing in his head is the funniest because, like, for some reason he thinks like this is what he does. I don't know, can you see that? One second, we're oh, yeah. watching it. <laughs> 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 so he's a GoPro on his head, but like whatever he has it, all you can see is his face like completely squished, and it's very funny. And he's there talking about the trains and stuff. Uh he's a very clever man because in the last few weeks. I would say his like his um, following is grown by a couple of hundred thousand for sure. Like he's three hundred and thirty thousand mm-hmm. people following him just for this good, clean fun and like well, lovely, positive, you know, joy of a man to follow, you know. So his Instagram handle is his name. So at Francis Bourgeois, I think B-O- Oh God, you're gonna have
0: to spell that for me.
1: B-O-U-R-G-E-O-I-S forty-three. But he's also on TikTok. And um, a couple of months ago, TikTok actually did a piece on him about, um, like, what he did on TikTok, because he obviously had such a, a following. Um, and on that, let me just get it up again. He's just asked Francis Bourgeois on um TikTok, and what they say is he's a self-professed train enthusiast and he seriously knows his train facts. From a small stunter to a locomotive, there's no train Francis can't name. Francis shares his love of trains on TikTok, taking his 220,000 followers on his train-spotting adventures across the UK. Now, it's way past that. This article was written a few months ago. And Not only does he share his love of life on the railways, but he uses his platform to teach TikTok there's interesting train facts Spanning all the different types of trains as well as hundreds of train tracks across the UK. Whether it's spanning a super rare test train or getting to speak to a train driver, his excitement is infectious and you're sure to learn something new for Francis. (laughs) So uh, honestly, what a a dote. Like even... It just
0: um, talks to doing something you love, yeah, you know, doesn't it? Yeah, and the passion
1: so, behind him. Like, he's so happy. And, you know, he meets a few, like, there was a video there, like, a couple of weeks ago, he met Thierry Henry on the train. <laughs> he's just, like, talking <laughs> to Thierry Henry. It's just, look, it's kind of a hard a bonus. One to describe, but trust me, give him a follow and, yeah, you need to So tell me again, him.
0: Francis, F-R-A-N-C-E-S, is it, or C I S? C
1: I S. F or a n c i s dot b o u r g e o i s. That's his um tick yeah. But at a 43 to the end of that for uh Instagram. But um, cool. he is a lovely, lovely man, seems very nice. So, um, he's given me a lot of joy anyway recently. So, I hope you all check him out. Give him a follow.
0: Um, last week, you know, we had Angela Lensbury Angela oh, yeah. as our Fox Three, and um. I got good traction out of Angela Lansbury on social media. Like people obviously have an obsession with her and Murder, She Wrote and everything. And I stumbled across, there is a, it's it's, it's something like Murder, She Wrote every day (laughs) or... And it's literally the you know there's a they had a different closing caption every episode of Murder She Wrote, ah, but it was always Jessica Fletcher doing a kind of a yeah you know wink or a nod or a smile. So then they post up one of those oh, every cool, day. I love it. So for anyone that enjoyed our Angela Lansbury stuff last week, you can go and Google or hashtag Angela Lansbury, and all that stuff will come up. Yes. So yeah, there you go. Okay, moving along. Number five. Five. So, music news this week is for any of you that may be planning trips. Uh, to London over the next, or New York for that matter, uh, which is less likely, but um, for London to London in the next few months, a pop up shop has opened its doors yards from where David Boy posed as Ziggy Stardust to mark what would have been his 75th oh. birthday. Uh, in Heddon Street in Mayfair, uh, where the cover uh, of uh, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Dardust and the Spiders from Mars was shot. So the store is selling limited edition records and will show unseen behind the scenes footage of the Starman star. I'd love to go to this, even though I have a funny thing. I have a funny relationship with Boy. Like, I mean, I love some of his stuff, but also he wouldn't be one of my favourites. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. Um, uh, it's only open until the new year. Um, Bowie would have turned 75 on the 8th of January. The outlet at 14 Hidden Street in central London London also boasts a gallery of photography and installations that will offer insights into his career. Uh, The store is run by his estate and is part of a year-long celebration of the star. Nile Rogers, who produced Bowie's biggest selling album, Let's Dance, visited the shop earlier and described it as amazing. Um, They were kind of good old pals actually and (laughs) he goes on to tell a story about like he'd broken up with his missus or whatever and he went out to Thailand And he was a bit afraid to go off on his own. It was the first time he got on holidays on his own. And he walked into a restaurant and someone was like, hey, Niall. And it was David Bowie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a sister shop is also open in Bowie's Adopted Home of New York at 150 Worcester Street in Soho. Our our listeners in New York, we have one or two, Catherine and co. Um, They can get along there. Uh, close to where he lived in his final years and created an album Blackstar. It was recently announced that boy a boy album that was never officially released during his lifetime is to come out the day before his birthday, wow. Toy, mm-hmm. which was recorded in 2001, was leaked online in 2011, but it'll be released officially in a three-box CD set on the 7th of January. So there you go.
1: Well, I'm in London yeah. in December, so I'm going to go check it out
0: yeah that'll be cool. Go buy us a badge or something yeah. yeah um, so concludes the Fox force Five things for this week, yeah, so what's the p o a for the next while Nick Oh dada,
1: um, nothing I am wedding planning, to, no. <laughs>
0: we're putting a shape on uh, we're putting a shape on the hen of the century already (laughs) so planning,
1: we're deep into planning mode already. (laughs) Yeah, no um, I would put off the wedding planning as long as I physically can Um, and (laughs) no, um, I'm working this again but I'm looking forward to Hunkered down and uh, watching some good movies and yeah just like last year obviously we were in lockdown for Halloween but I kind of enjoyed it just like sitting in and watching on the TV and you know all that stuff so and we actually have my buddy Emma her beautiful baby Billy's christening this weekend so we'll go to that on Saturday and oh, fab yeah although I'm working so I'll have to take it easy but um and then on Sunday watch loads of crap and then I'm off on Monday and my wonderful friend Aoife is coming to stay for a night so there you go I've actually a few plans I nearly forgot about all my plans there but yeah yeah so we'll have a few nice days all right and
0: yourself any plans uh trying not to kill ourselves falling around (laughs) mats around the house um trick-or-treat we have trick-or-treating yeah we've got a bit of a plan for Sunday there's a like a Treasure hunt on around Aww. our little town, village here, Portobello. So, going to do that with the kids. And then we there's not many families on our street, so we are adopting yeah, our friend Woody and Dye's street. Mm. So we're going to go down. Well, still and sure might go down and go trick or treating with Kemi and Woody because they know everybody down there. Nice. And so that's that. We don't have much else, much other than that planned. I'm actually going to meet my friend Jennifer, who's up from London, Lovely. for a curry tomorrow night. Nice. So that should be good. And because I haven't seen her since pre-COVID, so um, yeah, yeah, just kind of feel like this is the first time that things are starting to kind of get into a normal routine. rhythm routine, you know, yeah. since we've moved back. So um, it's nice to have a few quiet weekends ahead before you come over in a few weeks. Yeah. And um, and then we hit the Christmas shizzle full on, yeah. 1st of December or whatever, you know, so um, yeah. we actually booked Santa last night for the last weekend of November because it's all booked up in December already oh and I was a bit like oh god it's very early to do it but then I was like I'd still prefer for them to do it than not do it you know yeah, so yeah. I thought all let's just go and do it,
1: like, impossible. When do it
0: but sure I suppose because people are just like never mind wanting yeah, to go yeah. in the first place then you don't go for a year or two and it's like they're overrun so um yeah, yeah so that should be cute as be well nice, so yeah. Yeah, So that's the crack now So uh, we must go and do some work for the day I guess And uh, as I said try and get out of the house At some point today So um, just a note to the listeners Thank you for listening We love you all Come back again next week Tell your friends rate, Review and subscribe as I say on my <laughs> other podcast um, And uh, we really appreciate you listening And if there's ever anything you want us to talk about Drop us a line We'd happily oblige Thanks all have a good week. Thanks on Catch you next week. Ciao. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. You should hear Estelle's witch keckle. I should have got her to do it for the podcast. She's like. Oh, it's so good. And we didn't even teach her. I'm so proud. Proud mama. Proud mama moment. Right, go on. Catch you Bye. later. Bye.